The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. And now your hosts, Mickey Spagnola, Everson Walls, Nate Newton, and Bill Jones. And now we begin our final leg of training camp here in Oxnard, California. And what better way to start it on this cloudy Monday than Mick Shots. Mick Shots. Nate Newton, Mickey Spagnola. And I'm sure glad to see Nate Newton here because tell people what you did over these last three or four days. Well, I uh, I went back to I went back to, to Texas. I went I drove back and kissed my beautiful bride and, and turned around and came back here. So you left on Wednesday Stay, after mix shots. After mix shots, yes. And you drove all the way back to, to Dallas, straight through, straight 20 through, hours, right. twenty hours. You didn't stop, no, just to maybe rest, no, just, not even just get p- gas. Put your head down, yes, just get gas. And then on. Sunday or Saturday? Saturday. You drove uh, all the way back? back? Watching on and off the game and so I could have something to say about the players. And Just But I did it. stop Saturday night and got some sleep for a couple hours. Huh? You made the I made the hanging with the boys back in Dallas, too. You did? Live, yeah. Wow. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, you are a long-haul driver. No, I just uh, – my wife, uh, she, I told her to send me some pictures, right? Yeah. Said, Baby, send me some pictures of you. Of, of you. Oh, I'm tired. I'm tired. So, but just send a picture of your face. <laughs> and she did, man. She had these ugly rings on her eyes. And I'm like, wow, babe. So I just said, you know what? My wife ain't sleeping. Let me go home. And then Thursday night, she get good rest. Friday night, she get good rest. And then I shoot out. But the rest of us, by the way, <laughs> we flew back to Dallas on Friday. I bet that was a long trip. Uh, and then uh, Saturday, uh, watched the game that started yes. at 4 p.m. Cowboys uh, lose to Jacksonville 28-23, and that's inconsequential. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and we left AT&T Stadium right after. What time, Ron? What time was that? Uh, it was about nine maybe central and we were supposed to get back here so we had to go through security at at dfw okay for the charter site we land at lax we had to drive uh the hour or so uh at night from lax to here in oxnard and the projected arrival time for us was midnight here here in the compound and when the buses pulled in to the residence here in Oxnard, my watch said 12.00. Wow, sweet. How about that? That's sweet. So we at got least back glad, at At least we were uh, able to stick to somebody's schedule. Huh? That's right. And the Cowboys players had Sunday off. I think a bunch of them took it off. Yes. And I think a bunch of them didn't even come back here since they were already in L.A. at, right. at that time. <laughs> and uh, and here we are. So we got mix shots on Monday, Wednesday this week. The Cowboys have a walkthrough practice today that is open to the public. The last two padded practices will be Tuesday and Wednesday. Uh, Thursday's a walkthrough, and it is not going to be open 
uh, to the general public, and we leave on Friday for Jackson, I mean, for Seattle, for the preseason game there, and then head home. Heading home being back to Dallas, back to. That's right. Yes. Home, home. Yes. This has been home for a month. So uh, we got to see a preseason game finally, uh, full football, since they kind of play football right, here right. in uh, practice. Uh, practice. Uh, so your just overall take on, you know, what took place Saturday in the preseason game. Uh, I, I, and I'll give you my offensive and defensive take. Is that okay? Yes. Uh, defensively, I have not seen that type of speed, what I saw, especially in the first preseason game. What I saw from the linebackers and from uh, Marquise Bell was just flat-out guys running, hustling, making plays. I, it's been a long time since you've seen a young guy in, in uh, number 33 and number 35. Uh, these these guys were running overshown. And uh, number 33 is uh, Clark. Clark. Ramon Clark. These guys – can flat out run and just the speed of it. That's what that would impress me uh, defensively. Offensively, uh, I saw some good things. I saw some nice things. And I saw uh, I'm kind of just sitting in the middle on offense, hoping that this next preseason game will show me a little bit more. I, I saw hope. But I also said also I had too many anxious moments. When I have anxious moments, then I mean I need to – look at it a second time and I haven't had a chance to look at the film a second time because I got to go find somebody to look at the right film. so and 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 we should point out uh that the Cowboys uh sat 25 players yes 26 if you count the president yes. uh, who wasn't playing so the majority of their starters uh there was really only bland uh seven guys yeah seven guys uh, that were playing in more than their fourth NFL game. Yeah. Two of them were the deep snapper yes. and the holder. Yeah. Uh, and then you had to play some quarterbacks, so Cooper Rush. So that's three of those seven. So yeah. they really didn't play many veteran at guys all. at all. Um, and so uh, it showed. Uh, I think it showed mostly on offense. Uh, so you got to take that stuff kind of with a grain of salt when you try to evaluate. Now, Jacksonville played their starters for two series, uh, and then they were out. Uh, the Cowboys did not play, uh, you know, starters uh, throughout the game, obviously sat a bunch of guys. So, look, don't worry about the result, right? That That's inconsequential. Uh, you worry about individual performances, uh, and how different guys play or didn't play uh, well enough. And if you look at it, the, I think the one thing that McCarthy might have been uh, has to focus on is ball security. Can't turn the ball over, right? Especially you're trying to make this team. Uh, and if you look at it, turnovers contributed 15 points in this game. Eight when Turpin fumbled the punt, yes, set sir. up. Uh, Jacksonville at the Cowboys 42, so they had a short field. And then Doddle, after a really nice catch and run 
down inside the five-yard line, fumbles yeah. the ball at the one-yard line. Yes. That's seven points there. You're going to score a touchdown, chances are, if you hold on to the football. So they lose by five, but they, you know, squandered 15 points along the in my books along the way. Uh, so, you know, the other thing I think we have to look at, Nate, is this is the first time a lot of these guys played football, like yeah. a whole game. Because yeah. they're playing a lot of guys that were on the practice squad last year that hadn't played an NFL game. I mean, take Will Greer. When's the last time he played a full game? Yeah. Last training camp, right? Yeah. Last preseason. Uh, so, well, let's go is another one of those Well, I looked at the offensive line, right. and Josh Ball starts at right guard. Uh, yes. He played all of 41 snaps last year. So he did most of the season watching. Well, let's go was on injured reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, Farniak was placed on injured reserve October 26th. Right. Uh, Brock Hoffman, who started at center on the practice squad the whole year. The guy that played the most football last year of the starting five on the offensive line uh, was Awesome Richards because he was in college starting right. at North Carolina. Yeah. So when you look at that first group that played the the whole first half, the mm-hmm. offensive line, that's the first time a lot of these guys played football. Yeah, and, and the thing that – and I'll go back to the points. The reason we are bringing up the points is because we don't worry about the score. and We really don't. You know, no one should. But when you have turnovers, that's why we brought up the score. Right. Because you had – because in, in the regular season, you don't need turnovers, especially inside your own, uh, their red zone, so it's easy for them to score. So that's why we bring up the points. But, I, but I'm with you. Uh, a lot of these guys got their first uh, opportunity to really get, uh, get some real ball in, and I was so happy when they started their uh, starters because what that, is, what that does is gives the guys a truer look uh, of what they might be facing, facing right? Yeah. So yeah. now uh, you can get uh, you get a better athlete that's more confident in the scheme that they runs, so they'll run it a little bit faster. When you're going against rookies and everybody's trying to fill out those first few uh, series, you may not get a fast player, but we got their first team defense and their first team offense, and we got a faster players. So that made you that made you raise your level of play up if you can. So. Uh, that that was good, and they held their own. I mean, they did not get uh, blowed up. And some players had some blow up situations, but as a team, they did not fall apart, and that was good to see. Yeah, and and we need to, you know, go further and say, okay, now what do you do the yes. next week, right? Yes, because chances are those young guys in the offensive line that are basically battling for backup spots. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, now they've got a game under their belt. Yes, and uh, we'll see what happens when they go to. Uh, Seattle, you know, uh, the if if you evaluated the offensive line, the first group that played, there were some good things, and yeah. then there were some not so good. Whoa, things. what are you doing there? Yeah, like guys got lost. Yeah, uh, there was a couple plays where I saw uh, Richards. It was like, what are you doing? Uh, and and, yeah. and yeah. He, it's like he was confused. Yes. Right? yes. And so I, I think a lot of it it wasn't just. Um, inability, it was not recognizing what you have to do. And, and that's got to be difficult when you haven't played at this level in so long. The, th- the thing that I always get guys is, 
uh, your hes- hesitation shows lack of confidence. And when you have lack of confidence, and if some of the, the wording, the verbiage is close, uh, that runs together, you did, on this play, this protection means this, on this play, this protection means this, and it all starts to run together with the possibility of three different defenses that you're gonna face. So if you kind of have concentrating on the play, you may not see the scheme when it changed, so you don't make the right move. I saw one time uh, the right guard went uh, right and everybody else was going left, and then he made his he made his adjustments, but the tackle fit, he was by himself, so they wind up on one guy and the linebacker ran free. Right, right. So you see all that confusion, and now the coach is saying, okay, my tackle did right. My guard didn't do so good on this play right here. Uh, we can we can adjust that. But now the running back saying, "Wow!" But I got killed for for no gain or a minimal or minimal gain. So it, it can be confusing. But we didn't have a three or four of those plays on the offensive line where guys were just totally confused and it hurt the whole team. Now you had other times when it was confused. And it didn't hurt the team. A lot of times, you know, I go right and you go left, but the play we was fortunate the play was outside the other way. So me going the wrong way didn't hurt us. Right. So uh we saw a little bit of that, but I talked to Coach uh Mike Solar and he just livid because he uh we changed just simple things like we changed practice. By us not going today full pass and Tuesday full pass and then Wednesday off like they thought it's been moved back a day. So he's livid about that because he had things he wanted to get while the game was fresh uh-huh. on their mind. He didn't want no walkthrough. Right. He needed to get guys going. And so uh, he just he just believed, like I believe, that the only way you can get offensive line going is to work them physically as well as mentally. You know, you can get it all on the board and you can write it all down, but I need to get you going at least 75 miles an hour out here physically so you can see it moving faster and i think it'll be interesting uh to see uh so we we didn't get a chance to talk to mike mccarthy yesterday we'll right. talk to mm-hmm. him today i believe it's 9 9 15 his mm-hmm. press conference so he's moved everything up so it sounds like what he's trying to do is, is get the guys off their feet yes. a little bit more so they're right. going to start to practice early so they have a longer day before tomorrow when right. they get the pads on and and he was pretty honest after the game um and i'll give you just one example he said after the game josh ball came up to him and said well coach what did you think how did i do and mccarthy's answer was well uh i was kind of busy with another job meaning right. i didn't get a chance to really watch i'm yes. calling plays right uh, so now that they've they've got a chance to go over the film uh, all day Sunday, it'll be interesting to see what his evaluation is and the coach's evaluation of what took place uh, during the game. I think that you know from the quarterback standpoint, Will Greer hadn't played in a in a in a in a game if I'm not if I'm not mistaken since last preseason. Yeah, and it took him a while I think to start seeing things. Uh, to uh, adjust to the speed of the game. And then I think we saw after he took over for Cooper Rush uh, that the second half he kind of settled down and started hitting some passes. He's got a bunch of passes I'm sure he wanted back. Uh, And there were a couple of, well, I'm throwing this, and what's the wide receiver doing? And there was young wide receivers. Yeah, and that is why I believe – 
uh, practice has to be taken so, uh, and I'm not saying that, please don't miss Sam. This is what I believe that practice has to be even more important than the preseason game. I just really believe that when you have these opportunities as backup guys, I mean true back, because Will Grill was hurt and he was truly the third team quarterback. Right. So you have to really be focused. You have to really kind of come out here and do extra. Uh, the, the days of I'll get my reps, that is over. That has been over for maybe 10, 15 years. You, now you have to find a group of guys where you say, hey, fella, let's go out and get some get some throws right let's get let's get something extra because the time that is allotted for veterans is only 11 hours a day yes so you you're gonna have to find time on your own and it can't be Dak throwing to his guys it's got to be Will Grill finding him a group of guys or Cooper Rush finding him a group of guys and throwing to his guys because uh time is so limited like even for us we, you don't get a chance to see the second group of guys because, uh, like, we watching film and we didn't get a chance to see the T.J. Basses of the world or the other other guys. We was so concentrating on, on Richards, uh, Velasco. Uh, I did find out that uh, my boy – some questions was answered on my boy Forniak. Uh His arms are just too short, Mick, to play guard. I think he's a center. Yeah, he's – but see – that affects us because now, if he could play a little bit of guard, now we can we can we can get a lot of position somewhere else. But now we gotta if we put him at the backup center, that means we gotta find a backup guard as well as a backup swing tackle. But let me point out, yes, last year when he had to start those two games, yeah, he did guard, okay, he did all right. right. But again, take into account that that's his first football that he's played in a game since they put him on IR about halfway through the season. Yeah, and, and, I, and I'm with you, but still, you have to start. And, and, and I'm not judging him on this one game, but the film is being watched. Right, you I got you, saying? I got you. And I don't want I don't, I don't to say he can't play guard, but I'm saying from what I've seen by the first team of the other team, Right, he wasn't he he wasn't mentally ready for so, this one. So, and and the other thing we need to point out is if if he's the game day uh, center backup center guard, right. then you only got to get through a game. What you have to do is find somebody that can play full time guard uh, yeah. if something happens, yeah. or if uh, Zach Martin doesn't get back in time uh, for the start of the season. Uh, they. I, I saw some people tweeting out. Do I have to say tweeting out or xing out now? I I, I don't know. I don't. I, I'm not into today uh, stuff. Anyway, <laughs> questions about do they need to get a veteran uh, uh, offensive lineman? Well, that's what they signed Chuma Adoga for, and he's out. And I've uh, I've been told that he's got a bone bruise on his knee. It wasn't something after they did the MRI, so it shouldn't be a too long thing. Now, I'm not saying he's the answer because he certainly hasn't impressed me uh, during the practice sessions. I'm, 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 you know, I watched uh, Richards, and he played left tackle. He did not play bad at all in my 
estimate. Well, think about this. He did not play bad at all. Most of the last week or so, he's been in practice. He's been playing guard. Left guard, yes. But he and, played left tackle. And then all of a sudden, tackle. he shows up at left tackle. And, and, and he gave up a sack, but the yeah. quarterback held the ball. Right. And we had pressure. He did his job. He ran the guy around the horn, all the way around the horn. He took three steps after he got him around the horn. And the guy just looks up, and here's the quarterback done backed up four or five yards because he had a rush up the middle that flushed him. At first he was going to step up, but then we had a rush from the right side that flushed him, and, 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 and he was right there. So ain't nothing you can do after you run the guy around the horn and you take your two or three steps to secure it. So I'm thinking Awesome Richards played nice. I think uh, Wolosko, I think he played nice. Uh, and, you, and, uh, when, and when you see this from your tackles, because between the guy that you mentioned, Idaga, and these two guys, those we got to find a swing tackle. It's got to be one of them. Got to be one of these guys. So it's going to be a great competition. And I promise you, we, when we get back to Dallas, we won't be doing a show together. But after this second preseason game, we can't sit up. We ain't going to have the luxury to say it was the first preseason game. We're going to have to either be saying, these guys, this is your guy, or he looks like your guy. Or we'll be just ready to discuss well, something Well, when we talk about the yeah. backup tackle spot, you know, what Nate's saying is basically a game day backup because if yeah. anything goes wrong, Tyler Tyler Smith's your, your full-time your backup. Your full-time backup, tackle. yeah. So but, then again, it's the guard position yeah. that they got to concentrate on. All right, uh, we're going to take a short break here on Mix Shots, and now we'll start going over some individual performances because there right. was a few individual performances that you put a five-star on, I thought, for a first preseason game. That next on Mix Shots. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. We know that juicy, cheesy, grilled-to-perfection burger sounds amazing, but it does sound like something is missing. Pepsi, baby! The yin to this burger's yang. Burgers and Pepsi go together like... 
Well, like burgers and Pepsi. This perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce, every sesame seed on the bun, and every sip of that crisp, refreshing, ice-cold cola a journey to Foodopia. Burgers, better with Pepsi. That's what I like. Back, back to mixed shots. Kate Post Roofing and Waterproofing, the official roofer of the Dallas Cowboys as we continue here on Mix Shots, brought to you by Miller Lite, Mickey Spagnola, Nate Newton here in cloudy, a little bit chilly, Oxnard, California, but not, they wish the weather was like this back home, right? If people could walk outdoors right now in the weather we're in, they would cheer. You hear you will hear all of Texas cheering. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, you what: when we walked off that plane on on Friday, uh, it was around five o'clock. I, I swear, coming down the the walkway, my skin felt like it was burning. Oh, and I called a few people who was coming off that flight because I called a few, I, I timed it just right and called a few people. And the first thing it is. I am wiltering. I am wiltering. That's all they were saying to everybody. I was like, wow. I felt like the plants in my backyard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're going to get into some guys, uh, and I guess we should probably start with Deuce Vaughn, who has already become a hit with the people at AT&T Stadium. Uh, and you realize it when he had his big run. They're down at the four-yard line. And people in the stadium start chanting "Dudes," yeah. and I was thinking, "Okay, Mike McCarthy, you got to give him the ball at the four-yard line." Right. And they did, and he found the hole and scooted through for a touchdown. So, your thoughts on what you see of him? I just knew you was going to start with number thirty-five. Over, over his name? What his name? No, Overshot. Yeah, I, said, I just Deuce. knew you was going. So, okay, Deuce. I have to kind of stop in midstream okay because mickey you've heard me say it uh producer chris beam has heard me say it i ain't no i wasn't no deuce bond fan right I say he has to show me right out of all of these guys he's gonna have to pull a missouri and show me <laughs> and from day one in training camp he's been like mr newton this is who i am and he ain't saying this personally but just the way he's been a professional, the way he's practiced, because I only thought that he was a gadget player. I don't like gadget players. They can't help you win games in my estimate. But this kid is proven every day, every practice, every move that Coach McCarthy has done with this kid. It's been a positive move. Uh, the game, positive moves. Uh, out of the things I've seen out of the running backs, positive moves. So, uh, he's winning me over, and uh, he's more than a gadget player. He's a football player. So I have to say at this point in time, Mr. Deuce, I'm riding with you. I'm still waiting, though. I'm not going to just jump the fence. I'm not that type of guy. But if you convince me, right. you got a fan for life. Eight carries, 50 yards, including a 26-yard run uh, and a four-yard touchdown run. He ended up catching three passes. It says three yards. The one was a, a big loss. But right. He had a nine-yard mm-hmm. uh, gain. And then on uh, kickoff returns, he got one for 30 yards, 
and he exploded on that yeah, one. Yeah, it, it, it was nice. And, and what he's doing is uh, we have an all-pro returner. He's putting pressure on this all-pro returner. So, and and the all-pro returner better hold on to the football. This is what I'm trying to say, Mick, is now you have to be smart. If you are turping, you have to be very uh, calculating how you do things. Right. And I hate to say this because you want a guy to be more than one thing to a team. Wide receivers third. Punt returner first. Kick returner second. Wide receiver third. I'm not saying don't work on your craft, but don't lose one to gain the other because you become less valuable. Well, uh, I thought the impressive thing – and. It, and by the way, if you guys hear this, like a drill in the background, we're not at a dentist office either. Yeah, what yes, do you think? okay. They're, they're building something. You it's know, time Mr. Jones. Yeah, he's always uh, doing something. I wish we had Brad Sham. Brad Sham would say, "Stop with the noise." <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I oh, thought. It's a blower. See the guy right there? He's a he's blower. Hey man, oh, that's what it is. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> Uh, do what you got to do, young man. Yeah. Go do it at the other side. <laughs> Take a hint. I guess not, huh? Right. He gonna got do a job gonna do. to do, and yeah. I'm doing it. <laughs> uh, I, I thought the thing that stuck out to, to me about Deuce was the fact that he's, he has this ability to put his foot in the ground and see where the crease is and just kind of scoot right through it. Mm-hmm. And he's got enough speed that once he gets through – if there's somebody facing him, he doesn't lose any speed sidestepping the guy, right? right? right, right it's just right. one step to the it's side. It's gravity. And, yeah, and he's left gravity. them grabbing air, <laughs> yes. right? So I, I thought that was pretty impressive for his uh, first opportunity to play uh, in a game. Uh, the other guy, and we'll go back and forth uh, yeah. offense, defense, but you mentioned DeMarvian Overshawn. Uh, the kid can run, can he? Mick, I could have did a whole show on him. I turn on the film. Out here, every every guy I would ask, Broadus, you, it didn't matter who I asked this question. Who is the defensive guy that you like? Who is the defensive guy that you like? To a man, 35. We wouldn't call it, you know, we wouldn't call him over with his name. Yeah. It was 35. Look at 35, Nate. Look at 35. And I would look and I would be like, oh. But when I popped on a little bit of film when I would track somebody down, the first person I saw was number 35. I mean, and I'm running it slow. Slow that down. I mean, he got a way of slipping by guys, and he's got so much speed and quickness till he can get out of his lane, get behind the guy, and get back in his lane for almost no gain. Don't let it bother you, Mick. Almost, this is camp sounds. Call them camp <laughs> sounds. No, no gain. And then number 33, he, he's doing the same thing. Sideline to sideline. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and think about this. He, he ended up starting five games last year, having missed all the offseason, having missed all of training camp, and we saw how he was playing. And, and somebody, and, and this tells you how people don't watch and, and obviously they're not watching right. training camp practice yeah. like us. They want to know who's going to be the linebacker starting next to 55. And it's like, it's 33 already. 
this kid, did you see the one he ran down to the side that there was a pitch out? Outside. And he was on the back side and yes. ran it all and the way down to the down front the side. Other, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Damone Clark. I, we know their name. Fellas, I'm old school. Until you make the teams, a lot of times it's just numb. Damone Clark is who we talk about, and Overshone is 35. So just stick with me here and stick with Mick. Mick will use the names more than I will. But these guys were running. It was three guys that showed up, showed out. Marquise Bell, Overshone. And Clark, these guys were constant, constant, constant. And and I'm jumping ahead of the game, Mick. And when number 30, when number 58, our first-round pick, Mozzie, and number 97 was showing out, or Osa, he played right. well. When these guys were eating up blocks, these linebackers were unstoppable. And I know it was preseason, but I'm just saying, for, for, a, for a rookie and a a first-year guy, which I'm calling Clark a first-year guy, show up like that, I would hate to see when they scheme it up, how quick and fast these guys and, and when be. You, and when, I think when we're talking about linebackers, it really doesn't matter who was playing on the other side. Mm-hmm. Now, it matters when the offensive line goes against the right. defensive line, right? right. But from, from a linebacker standpoint, you got to know where your fits are and where you're going. And those two guys... Uh, along with Marquise Bell, who led the team with 10 tackles. Yes. 10. And, and again, and, and that's probably the most ex- – uh, now, he played last year. 30, 30 plays. Him, but he played 30-some plays yeah. in this game and, and showed that he knew what was going on. Uh, so, yeah, I thought uh, uh, those guys uh, really, really stood out. Uh, defense. We've seen Wanye Thomas, the safety, make plays. The first series, he gets an interception. Okay, what, num- right? what number? Number thirty. Kid? Number thirty. Yes. And, and he's a guy that's pushing. Uh, you know, he was on the practice squad last yeah. year, but he has some special teams capabilities yes. too. So uh, he certainly did himself uh, some favors. Now we're going to take our last break, and we're gonna, we don't take breaks already. Well, it's oh, that was you know what? We yeah. only got yeah. we only got to forty five. Right? Well, we ain't got nobody after us, do we? Do we have anybody after us? Yeah, we, we have yeah, McCarthy. We can go right up to Coach McCarthy. How you doing, young lady? Good to see you. All right. All right. All right. Well, we can do that. So, where's the guy with the blower? Uh, he's right behind you, <laughs> and maybe he can just take a break here for ten minutes. Holy! Oh, didn't take a. He certainly didn't take a suggestion there, did he? No. Um, um, well, yeah, we we can go a little longer today. That's right. Yeah. Okay. So we can't. Okay. We can't. All right. Well then. Chris Beam says it's time to take a break, so we will take a break here on Mix Shots. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. 
Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. To Mick Shots. I tell you guys and girls, man, when we get back to Frisco, we need for you to come watch the Dallas Cowboys practice at the Star in Frisco during training camp. Presented by American Airlines, it's free. Open practice will take place at the Forest Center starting with the Cowboys. Cowboys night on August 22nd, and it runs through the 24th. Now, we won't be there for 48 hours. You need to come back during the day. I mean, for real, we, is you going to be there for 48 hours? I'll be there whenever I need to But anyway, to for there. more information, don't worry about him. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash training count. Now, Mick knew when he gave me this thing I wasn't going to read it just a normal way, but I will read it now. Come watch the Dallas Cowboys practice at the Star in Frisco during training camp. Presented by American Airlines, it's free. Practice will take place at the Forest Center, starting with the Cowboys night on August 22nd, and it runs through the 24th. For more information, visit DallasCowboys.com slash training camp. That's the proper way, but I'm not proper. And that's Nate Long Haul Newton, right? He's got a new nickname here, yeah. the way he drives around, Mickey Spagnola. And it's Mick Shots here for a few more minutes. We're going to give way in a little bit to uh, Mike McCarthy's press conference, move things up. Okay, two guys I wanted to get to. Uh, first, the kicker, Brandon Aubrey. Um, uh, he had... Uh, Kickoffs, which are important yeah. for this kicking job, he had five touchbacks. Okay. Kicking the ball really well at AT&T Stadium. As a matter of fact, I kept an eye on him uh, when he was warming up. Right. And it, it certainly showed the difference in his leg strength kicking at AT&T Stadium right. and not kicking into this blessed wind here. Yeah, the cursed wind. Yeah, the cursed wind, the rune of many a kicker, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, yes. Um, and uh, from in, in warm-ups, he had the leg to hit from 51 and 53 by a good distance. So he's got the leg strength. He's got the pop. Uh, now as for his performance in the game, uh, he hit a 29-yard field goal. He was 2 of 3 on extra points. And I, I found out that one of the things that happened uh, was that when they had the first couple kicks, the operations, the three-man right. operation was a little slow. Right. So I think th uh, they told they needed to speed up. Well, he speeded up on that extra point and hurried himself. Right. So I think uh, he needs to settle down. But, again, that was his first NFL performance. I know he kicked in the USFL. 
Uh, but I think you can see the leg strength now. It's a matter of consistency. Okay. So we'll see where the kicking thing goes. I'm sure the the owner was sitting there going, oh, we left off. We're having trouble with extra points, and he missed one. And you want to be nearly perfect. And he was in the USFL, by the way, nearly perfect. So uh, we'll see how he performs. But they had to be happy with that's his first NFL competition. Um, the other guy that I think people probably uh, figured out is they had to know the name of number 49, John Stevens, tight end. First time he's ever played tight end in a game, and he leads the team. Uh, and, again, stats aren't that important, but he led the team with five catches for 56 yards uh, and had a touchdown catch there late in the fourth quarter. Uh, we've been seeing him flash here. I was wondering what he was going to do in a game. Uh, he made himself available on seven targets to catch five passes. That's good. Uh, good. Did he, did he do a little fullback, too? Did he get some fullback? I don't remember if they okay. put him at an H-back yeah. or not. They were yeah. using a lot of the other tight right. ends yeah. at H-back. Yeah, I saw Sean McKeon. At, right, McKeon did yeah. it. Uh, I think Fant uh, uh, did it also. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, obviously, he knows he has to improve blocking, but as an off-the-line tight end, I think he shows you why they turned him into a wide receiver right, in college, right, right? right? Three years at uh, TCU, didn't get a chance to play all that much, transferred to Louisiana, uh, and again, he was playing wide receiver at 6'6", 245. Right. So uh, I just thought that what he did was – uh, rather remarkable. I, because I talked to him after the game. I said, "So tight end, maybe middle school, high school, some." No, this was the first time he ever played in the game at tight end. That's great. That's great. And see, you talking about him, but I'm talking about a guy who I was high on last year, and I just can't wait for the season to start for Jake first. Yes, absolutely. I cannot wait because he will try to fight and block. He will try to get in the way. He'll do everything he can. And, uh, and and every time we get a tight end that will block, it just increases the opportunities for Tony uh, Pollard to be do his natural thing, and that's to get outside. And so he had out. three catches for 38 yes. yards, made himself available, yes. but was blocking. Yes. Now, I've contended that this guy will make everybody forget about Dalton Schultz. Yes. Now, that might be too bold of a statement, but right. I think he's more of a complete tight end because he will block. Yes. Uh, and I think uh, we also saw uh, the rookie, Schoonmaker. Uh, that's a big man on the line of scrimmage. Yes. He looks like a willing blocker, too. Yes. I'm thinking if you're a Big Ten uh, tight end and, and these guys coming from Wisconsin, yeah. you better be able to block, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, and that is what we've been missing the last few years or the last two or three years. But the thing about it is, We've been able to hide it, but this year here we're going to need a little bit more of a run game. We're going to play much better defenses. We're going to have to be just a little bit more balanced. And so we got guys that, and like I tell people, and, and even the, uh, the great Jason uh, Witten would tell you, it ain't all about being a perfect blocker. It's about being a willing, fighting uh, blocker to get that, that's able to get in the way and get positioned. So we got guys that can do that. Like I say, Tony, it'll help Tony Pollard and whoever's going to be the uh, second um Back. It's almost like for a tight end, it's almost like playing basketball. You want to screen people right. off the play. 
You're, you're, your job's not to really pancake people. Right, right. If you can, fine. Right. But just know where you're supposed to be and screen guys off right. the play. And uh, and if you noticed, and this was no accident, especially in the most of the game, they were in a lot of two tight ends. Yes. Right? Yes. So if you're going to be in two tight end that much, you better have four tight ends that can right. play. Right? right. I agree with you 100%. So it, it'll be interesting to see. Uh, I, I, Pen, uh, Hendershot, uh, you know, obviously one of them, Schoonmaker, Ferguson, and then we'll see with the fourth one, you know, do they go with McEwen just because of his experience or do, I mean, can can you take a guy like Stevens and put him on the 53-man roster? Uh, you know, that ain't, that's, that's, that's not my decision, but the first two are good, solid blockers and catchers. Right. And uh, Hendershot is my third guy because he's a, he, he's that he's a route runner. So the other guy, I don't know, Mick, it's, yeah. it, it's up to what the coach see about now. The thing is, it's always going to come down to special teams. Right. Can you be a special teams player or who's going to be the willing H-back? Yes. Because they're going to always be able to dress the young guy that you know, and that's new. what McEwen did last yeah. year. He yeah. he was kind of more of the H back of the group. Yeah. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see that they'll, they'll have some decisions to make. And then, you know, this this uh, Hunter Lipke, uh, the fullback, they use him as a one back, and right. you know he'll play special teams. Right. So uh, that's gonna that's gonna create some decisions that they've got to make here over the next couple weeks because uh, the cut is August 29th. So uh, they've got still, what are we at, the 14th? Yes. So two weeks uh, before they have to make the cuts. So they got some interesting uh, decisions to make. But I, I, I thought those guys, uh, you know, the Stevens and the Aubrey, who, by the way, I found out when he uh, got to the USFL with Birmingham, he didn't have any competition. Because they only had 45 guys in a roster, and they didn't have room to have two kickers. So basically, he got recommended uh, to Birmingham Stallions, and it was his job. Yeah. So now this was the first time he's been in a, a competitive uh, situation, and the first time when we talked about John Stevens playing tight end, which uh, is a little different than – and you know what? You know how confusing it was? I saw on the um, – on the stat sheet, they listed him as a wide receiver, not a tight end. Hmm. Everywhere, he's a tight end, but in the, the official play-by-play, they listed him as a wide receiver. I guess just because he was out wide. Well, if me and you do a show next week, I can promise you, I won't be sitting here saying this was the first preseason game because we're we are underway now. Right. And guys have to take it upon themselves to say, you know what? Uh, normally when I used to ask, have to ask a coach, how did I play, that means I had a lot of plays that were very questionable. I was a little skeptical yeah. of myself. Yeah, so <laughs> but when, I, when, when you play good or yeah. play decent, then you have a confidence, and you be waiting on the coach to come and pat you on the back. Right. So You walk off and like, I'm good. I'm yeah, good. I'm good, <laughs> yeah. So next week, you know, like I said, if we do a show together, I, I'll be like, nah, it's time to – you know, do whatever it takes to make it happen. So what Nate's saying, these next two padded practices yes, out are here. Yes, big. Big important, big, right? 
Yeah, especially if I'm in competition at a guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I'm in a competition at guard, I, I got you know I know I know who Mazi is now. I, I know who uh, uh, Forniak is now. I know who Golston is. Bro, I'm finna crush you now in practice. I know you. I practice against you. I don't need no tape to crush you in practice. And now, and it should make you more confident going into the game. It's like a lot of times you come off the ball timid. Well, once you've done it, especially you've done it against uh, Jacksonville, who's no slouch, and you went against their first team and you fared well. Now, next week, it don't matter. You come off that ball and you do what you got to do. You be the attacker. Nate Newton crushing it here on <laughs> Mix Shots. We will be back on Wednesday one more time from Oxnard before uh, we head back home and resume Mix Shots uh, at the Star. Nate will probably be back on his Hanging with the boys. regular yeah. show, and I'll get Bill Jones and Everson Walls oh, back yes. with me. And if we ever need help, Long Hall is going <laughs> to step in and help us out. Chris Beam, thanks for getting us going here. And that's it for today on Mix Shots. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?